Welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward alongside Jeremy File. And you can find us on Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, um, there's another one that I'm drawing a blank on right now. Spotify. Spotify. That's yeah, there it is. And uh, you can find us there. You can find us, the Trouble with the Snap podcast on uh, Facebook. A very good weekend if you're smitten with the mitten as far as football goes the top three teams in the state they didn't lose so (laughs) baby steps right Uh, as uh, the Detroit Lions uh, kissed your sister in Pittsburgh so yeah uh, good weekend all around before we dive into what that means for Michigan and Michigan State uh Jeremy, let's talk a little basketball. And I know we said we'd focus on football or whatever, just given the success of both teams right now. But, look, the Gavit games are this week. Yeah, no, I mean, Seton Hall just did some more research. And, you know, they've got three transfers who are just fantastic. Um, they obviously just beat the heck out of Yale, which for the grain of salt, right? It wasn't a spelling bee competition. It was basketball. But um, look, it you know it's, it's a situation where they look like they could be good. They made some amazing quotes. They're they're riding high. They feel very confident. But a lot of it's the transfer portal. You know, they got a guy from Syracuse. They got a guy from uh, USF, and uh, they're they're geared and ready to go. So that's gonna be a tough one. Uh, and, and then obviously, you know, Butler on the road is never easy. Uh, Michigan State has that. So these early season things. Look, it's basketball so much better than football because you can drop a game or you can live and learn with some losses. Uh, whereas football, it's like every week it's detrimental if you lose to your chances to make the stupid four team playoff. I don't want to go into that today, but I just think it's a joke. Um, and I just think it's crazy, but for basketball, you learn a lot about your team, but you have time, right? Um, these are games you learn. So I'm excited to see what Michigan does against Seton Hall, which is a very good opponent, probably uh, very similar to Buffalo because Buffalo is going to be really good uh, this year. They're going to be tough to beat because I think them or Ohio again will win the Mac. So, yeah, you just learn a little bit, Tyler, about your team. You know, obviously you guys got Kansas, which you learn a lot about your team when you play Kansas because Kansas looked so much better than I thought they would. They looked fantastic in that first game. So, yeah, these are early games you get to find out who you are. Yeah, and it, it gives you opportunities because the offseason's not as long as football is, you know, football. I mean, I know in college, you know, it's pretty much all going year-round, but football, you have the official end of spring and start of spring, then summer, then fall. And so it's just really – so you need a little more time in season to adjust. And uh, – you know, we are going to uh, see that here over these next few weeks as uh, we get ready to enter Big Ten play at the beginning of the year. Uh, but Michigan – actually, you know what? Before we dive into the games, I, w- I want to ask you a question. All right? Bajon Rob- Robinson, Texas running back. Dislocated elbow. Win the Del Walker Award. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is an obvious uh, situation where 
I mean, I think Kenneth Walker is the best running back in college football, and I think he's going to obviously be in New York next month. Um, it's it's a really tricky year, right? I mean, I just don't – like Michigan State has to do some big things, right? You still have to yeah. do some big things to finish the year, but I think Kenneth Walker has kind of solidified his place with a trip to New York and, and a very good chance to still win no matter what, believe it or not, Tyler, when I say it that way, because I just think his year has been that great. And I just don't think you see anything else from anywhere in any team where you go, Oh yeah, that guy, you know, like obviously the winning team, the team that's going to possibly win a championship usually has that guy, right? Well, not really this year. You know, it's not a situation that Bama's no, had. I said the Dope Walker. I didn't say Heisman. I said Dope Walker Award. With well, no, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, yeah, I'm combining both. I'm, I'm saying, you know, Walker, both, you know, Dope Walker and Heisman. I think, like, you know, Robinson was getting a lot of pub for even that, right? Um, which was crazy. But, you know, at the same time, look, I, I think uh, Kenneth Walker definitely is the front runner for the Walker Award. Rightfully so, right? <laughs> you know, don't you know, don't Kenneth Walker, you know, whatever, you know, he's he's uh he's the front runner. He's got a great opportunity to win some big awards this offseason, and he's been electric this year. He really has. Yeah, and, uh, but let's let's get into the action from this weekend. Um, I didn't look, man, you know, all these all these kids, uh, you know, get born during football season and all that type of stuff, you know. Nine, ten, eleven months uh, after a start of winter, you, you know what I mean, or after, as uh, after the middle of winter, and so you know, there's there's some things that you can't do, and one of the things I couldn't do, I couldn't watch Michigan and Penn State. Um, you know, I did what I could as far as research on that game goes. Uh, a, a comeback for Michigan. I mean, even though they were kind of in control the whole game at the end of it, they did give up the lead before uh, their last drive. Is is this maybe a chance to turn the corner for Harbaugh? No, no, not at all. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, uh, you know where I stand on that. But look, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm I'm on the hardwood doing basketball coaching like you are. So I didn't really get a chance to watch it live. Uh, I was it was funny. I had a player in the gym, and I was trying to do an, uh How can I find a way? Hey, get a drink. Let me run over to the phone and check what's going on. And I actually caught Eric All's play, but I rewatched the game. And boy, the first quarter, Penn State's going to be kicking themselves because they dominated the first quarter. They had 133 yards to Michigan six, I believe. Um, they had no, they had 33 plays to Michigan six. I knew I was going to mess it up, but they had a lot of yards. They had a <laughs> lot more plays, and they were up three nothing. That was huge in that game. That Michigan was allowed an opportunity to stay in that game because that easily Tyler could have been down two scores or at least down 10, nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, Michigan kind of fought Penn state made a few mistakes. Um, not huge mistakes. Michigan made the biggest mistake, but that really wasn't the fault of Kate McNamara. He got sacked late in the fourth. He fumbles Penn state can't punch it in for a touchdown. They kick a field goal. And, and really when you look back in the game, Penn state, was very good defensively. Michigan had a couple of nice big plays. Michigan really ran the ball well with Haskins again, which was nice to see. But uh, no, to answer your question, is this a turn for Harbaugh? I don't think so. I mean, I, I just think you've got to win certain games 
Is this nice? Yes, but I think Penn State's got their own problems. I think Penn State clearly had lost at home to Illinois. Uh, you know, they had the tough loss when Iowa was better. And really, you know, they played Ohio State really well, though. I will give Penn State that. They matched up well against Ohio State on the road. But, no, I, I the expectations in this fan base is too high. People want you to win Big Ten championships. So, I would say you did what everybody thinks you're supposed to. You know, I mean, I think that's what it is with Jim Harbaugh. But uh, I was wrong. I can admit it. I didn't think they were going to win this game. Uh, they're very excited in that program right now sitting at nine and one, but I don't know. Tara. I just, I just think there's so much energy with Harbaugh. It's hard to get excited when you kind of know there's the letdown coming. I'll just be honest with you. I mean, first off, losing to Ohio state, I don't think it's technically a letdown, but uh, I, I know what you're saying right there. I was a little bit, I, I feel like this team takes on a different mentality. They take on like a whole new aura, so to speak, when uh, Haskins is the guy. Do, do you see that or is that just me? No, I think Haskins is a really good back. I mean, you came into the year and you've always spoke highly about Hassan Haskins. I think he's a great running back. You know, I think he's done so well that he's a powerful guy. Uh, he's had some huge plays this year for them. Um, and, and yeah, there's kind of like, you know he's going to get it. I think it hurts them in a way, though, because, you know, still not having the running quarterback. They made a great point today on the Monday morning quarterback with Devin Gardner. I watch him and Sam Webb sometimes. They have some pretty good information. And one of the things that Devin Gardner said, sometimes in the RPO, it can be tricky because it gives the quarterback too many options. I know that seems really simple to say, but it's true. Like, we noticed that happen with McCarthy and then Corum, right? He fumbles the ball. And at least you know with Haskins, hey, we know what they're going to do, but he's hard to take down. Um, yeah. He wears you down. That O-line has been really good this year. They've had a couple breakdowns the last few weeks that worry me. But, yeah, I think with Haskins, there's a little confidence there. Like, we know what we're going to get. We know what we're going to do. There's no tricks here. And he's going to get three, four, five yards at a time, most likely. And then we should be in a good mm-hmm. position, right? So, I, I'd like it, but – in the end, how you got to have more depth. I mean, you cannot rely on him uh, the next two weeks. You know, they need to get Donovan, you know, Edwards involved next week. They need to find other ways to get the receivers in the run game, which they tried to, but Penn State shut it down this weekend. Um, but I love it. But at the same time, I know it's not going to be enough in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, though, I, I feel like when you come in with a uh, – with a Hassan Haskins against Ohio State as opposed to a Blake Corum. I, I just like the matchup better. It's just the physicality of it. Corum's a great back, obviously. Um, you know, one of the best backs in the nation, let alone the Big Ten. And I think it's a, I, 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 it's just a different mentality. And I think Michigan does better when they try to punch people in the mouth. And you can sit there and talk all the speed and space and recruit the – Tanner Stills and all those types of guys. It, it's a different team when Haskins is there. That, that's how I feel. I don't think it – I'm not saying better or worse, but it's different, and I think there's certain matchups you can take advantage advantage of in certain games, Ohio State, that having Haskins as a lead back is going to be very beneficial. 
I think the worry for me, Tyler, with Michigan is this, and I don't think it's anything to, to feel ashamed of if you're on the Michigan side. Let's just be honest. Ohio State is an elite football program. But I think the Fact. worry, like, when you have some talent, though, in that backfield, and Edwards and Corum coming into the year, they're different backs than Haskins. They they can, you know, knock the top off, right? You get an open field, they might take it all the way. They, they got to have that still. And that was the thing that Corum gave them, you know, where he can get – they can run those those uh, stretch runs, right, they tried to run this year out of the gun, and Corum took it to the house a few times. You, you know, Haskins is not that guy. He's had a couple huge runs, though, and he he's a little sneaky fast, right, but he's not a burner. You know, Corum has been a burner for them. Um, and, and when you don't have a great passing attack, you got to have another running back against the best teams. I think we've seen that against Michigan State even where – Corum was not effective and they wanted to go to Haskins, but Haskins wasn't real effective either. He had a couple moments. You got to have a guy where you can get in space still and can make plays. They need everybody they can, they can play. I mean, they got to play every single talented player they have and stay healthy somehow the next two weeks and make it work. But to your point though, yes, Hassan Haskins is the staple in the backfield. He's the guy they always can rely on. He's going to get you the yards you need. It's a physical team, like you said. But really what it's coming down to, Tyler, is that defense is winning them the games. I mean, their defense mm-hmm. is keeping them in it. And then all of a sudden, if you just make a couple plays, you win. That's not going to be enough in a few weeks. I mean, you're going to need more. But, no, just stay on topic. Hassan Haskins is the MVP of this football team. He truly is. You know, they got to have him. And uh, he, what he lacks in incredible speed in the open field, he makes up for it for getting those – extra yards when you think it stopped and, and he's been the guy yeah he he's definitely been that guy uh, i mean I, I know you said you wanted to stay on top but yeah it's really funny because so sometimes like just from a radio perspective you have a tendency to kind of bounce around all over the place like you did with the canine uh heisman stuff that we talked about earlier i was actually going to talk about the defense next so if you want to keep going on that this is the <laughs> one time you were okay with it like <laughs> Well, you know, I, I'll be honest, like my thing about Michigan this year is, you know, I, I've said this off air to a lot of people. They have not had a game before where going into that game, I said, man, I'll tell you what, the last few weeks, they've really played well. Now, I actually corrected myself, though, because I said, well, you know what, though, when they had Patterson last, they beat the crap out of Indiana, and they, and they pounded Notre Dame a few weeks before, and they were starting to feel good about themselves, right? They were really starting to get that running game going, and, and they went into the Ohio State game and got smacked again. So you know what I say? I have no idea if it matters if they play good or bad. You go into that last game, it's going to suck no matter what. I just think their defense, the one thing that is different, Mike McDonald throws little curveballs, which is really important, where Don Brown never did that. Yeah, yeah. Where their cover corners, DJ Turner is having a great year. And mm-hmm. Vincent Gray has really played well. And even without Jamon Green, they really contained Jahan Dotson, Tyler. And that was shot, you know, shocking to me. Their their edge guys have been great all year. We know that. Jabba and oh, Hutchinson yeah. over 10 sacks. Uh their their front seven has been their staple, but their secondary is playing really good right now. Um and, and I just think their defense, when you when you have 33 plays. You're, you you had go against you in the first quarter, and you're only down three nothing. That says a lot about your defense, you know. Yeah. I think it also says a lot about James Franklin, 
and that staff. Oh, but yeah, that guy's – like I said, he's the worst coach in the Big Ten. I just think, you know, it has it's a lot of Harbaugh-ness over there where they just think they're going to win with what they have, and that's not the case. you got to have a game plan, and you got to make adjustments. Michael McDonald really learned a hard lesson against Michigan State. He was not prepared for the tempo. What he's learning right away now as a DC is I have dogs and I got to leave them on the field a little longer. You know, the depth is one thing, but there's certain guys I can hold my hat and say, here you go, guys. You got it. You take over. And with Hutchinson Ojabi, you have that. With Daxton Hill and Hawkins, you have good guys in the backside. And then DJ Turner is turning out to be their best corner. So they got a lot of things that excite me. And now Michael McDonald has to have two weeks of preparation to have a good game plan for Maryland and Ohio State where let's continue to cover the pass well. Because, look, Tyler, Sean Clifford threw 43 times for 205 yards. That says a lot about your secondary, that they yeah. only gave up 205 yards. So I was really happy to see that. Is, is he nor- Is he back? Is he, like, n- normal, 100%, whatever? Who's that? Clifford. Clifford, I think, you know, he played well. He had a couple really nice throws. I, I think he was completely banged up in the game. I mean, they hit him so many times, Tyler. I mean, I think they had seven sacks. I know Hutchinson had three. Um, and, and I just think he's been banged up all year. And I think they've had a lot of problems on their O-line. But I think a lot of that last week had to do with Michigan because Michigan's D-line has been good all year. And they've yeah. caused problems against everybody. I mean, even Michigan State's seen a little bit of that where they were really getting to Thorne a lot. Um, yeah. and, even and, and even just, when Thorne made some of those dime throws, like Hutchinson was right in his face, or Jabba was right in his face, like yeah, no, those were tough throws and great plays by a really good quarterback. But uh, yeah, no, I think Clifford had a couple good throws. They had a couple big plays still. Uh, Parker yeah. Washington for two years in a row now has really hurt Michigan, um, but they they had a couple really good coverage plays on Dotson. I mean, Dotson got absolutely smoked on an over-the-middle pass, uh, which led to the fourth down, and then Clifford threw one deep, and Vincent Gray, clap, 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 Vincent. He was in great coverage on a deep ball, didn't get beat. He's been really good this year, Tyler, and I think a lot of it's scheme. I think Michael McDonald, A++, man, because he has really found a way to adjust to the guys he has. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of it's the same defense as last year. Um, and well, yeah, we saw what, what that, much, right? yeah, we saw what that disaster was like. So yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's, you know, a great job by McDonald. Um, let's talk about another quarterback that got smoked a little bit. Baby Tua got crushed a couple times against Michigan state. And it, I don't know what the difference is. Okay. Because earlier in the year, Michigan state was getting everybody. You know, there, there was no stop in the defensive line. And then something happened, and I'm not 100% sure what it was, but now all of a sudden Michigan State's struggling to get home. They're uh, having huge issues with uh, getting to the quarterback. Um, they didn't even really get to Tungavaloa until they uh, started blitzing. And, I mean, when they blitzed, that's when they got to him. That's when they were smoking him. That's when he was just throwing the ball anywhere, taking 20-yard intentional grounding penalties. Yeah. Like, 
like you, we were having this conversation a little bit off air via text was, oh, you can't, you can't blitz and press. You got to blitz and do something though, because you're not getting home unless you do. And it already doesn't help that Cravaris crouches out and who knows for how long. Yeah, no, I, I think Michigan State really turned up the heat on Maryland and it just completely took the game out of hand and, and it, give them credit because they made a couple nice calls there. Um, this is a tricky one this week, right? I mean, how do you defend Ohio State? Well, I think every single D.C. in the country is asking that. Like, how the heck can we stop these guys? I think they got to find a way to engage five and play that way. Um, and if you're going to engage five, though, you can't just sit back. So I guess it's like, are we press covering now? Probably can't do that either. But I think you got to find a way to get home a few times with five players. And, and if you engage six, then, yeah, you're, you're probably right, Tyler. You're going to have to do a little more pressing. You can't just give them space because – if you give Chris Olave a little bit of cushion and he catches it, he can run. Jackson Smith and Jigba, if you give him room, he's proven to kill people. Uh, Garrett Wilson was unbelievable against Purdue. I mean, he looked unstoppable. It looked like he was in fast motion and everybody on Purdue's defense was jogging. Um, so I, I can see the point of Michigan State people saying, we got to press cover and blitz and get after the quarterback because if we don't, we're just, they're just going to pitch and catch and kill us the whole game. So – you got to find I, a way to get after the quarterback without going full press and just yeah, you making can't send six, seven guys. It's just not making work. Chester, yeah, making Chester Kimbrough think about quitting football. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that's where it's at. Ronald Williams though has played really well lately, and so maybe you can try to manipulate a couple things with him. He's still an SEC athlete, and I so, thought he played really good against Maryland. Like watching the game again, he had a, what the big play there on fourth down. Mm-hmm. where that's a tough play to cover. It's fourth and short, right? Or there's not many yards they needed. And he stuck with them on that slant. Uh, he's had really good moments, and then obviously he's had the awful ones. Um, yeah, but he, here, here's the difference with him and uh, Kimbrough's good moments and Brantley's good moments and whatever, is Williams' good moments have come lately. Williams' bad moments came early. And so I think that there's a little bit of a difference in that Williams is uh, Williams is just maybe getting better and getting a hang up, getting a, a hold on the scheme. No, I think so. It's, I mean, it's his first year. I mean, it, it's, it's incredible with some of these guys that they've been thrown into the fire. I mean, it, and Jim Harbaugh said it, and I'll even give Jim Harbaugh actually credit for something. He said we have a young team. He's right. They got some really young guys that are forced to play well. And, uh, you know, like their receiver unit is super young in some ways. I mean, when you got some of the guys that had to step up, Roman Wilson, same thing with Michigan State on defense. Like, Ronald Williams, they just throw him into the fire. He transfers, and you got to be one of their better corners. That's hard to do. I mean, you got to be the best corner. Yeah, you got to be your best corner. Look at Vincent Gray's been there for 100 years, and he still has problems. So Ronald Williams is right away coming in, and they're like, here you go, man. Be our top cover guy. Hey, by the way, cover Garrett Wilson or cover Chris Olave. Oh, my gosh. That is really tough to do. And uh, he's going to have to play well this weekend. I mean, they all are, but the corners are going to have to play their best game of the year this this weekend. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not something that I'm looking forward to. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll break that down a little bit more on Thursday. Yeah, th- Thursday is yeah. normally when we do our preview. So we'll, we'll break that down a little bit more on Thursday. Um, 
one one thing I want to talk about that I'm not thrilled with is the play calling, which is really ironic as Jay Johnson has been nominated for the Broyles Award. <laughs> which last time anybody won that was Pat in the state was Pat Narduzzi. It's the Bro- in uh, 2013 Broyles Award, obviously best coordinator. Um, Jay Johnson got nominated for that. It, it was it's it came as such a shock to me that I text Will Whitaker after some of the comments that we uh you know we made together when uh, we had him on during Michigan Week and it was just like uh, I gotta see what he thinks. He actually texts me, but since I'm driving, I have not had a chance to look at it. I cannot wait to park. Yeah. Um, but it, it felt like this game. Okay, K-9 had 30 carries for 143 yards and two touchdowns, which by all accounts is a good number, except when you realize he had about five carries in the red zone that didn't amount to anything. And that's a problem. And you could see it, you could see the expression because this is a happy-go-lucky kid. This is a kid that is always smiling to the point that my wife knows, oh, there's something wrong with him. When there was that play called that misdirection that got Hayward the touchdown. Yeah. When that play call came in, the camera was on Kenneth Walker, and you could see his frustration on his face. He threw his shoulders and his head back. You could tell he wasn't happy because they sat there on the goal line all game just trying to feed him and feed him and feed him, trying to get him a touchdown. It felt like they were trying to build up his Heisman resume. And then – they just didn't do it. And you're doing it out of Wildcat. You're doing it out of single back. Um, you're doing it out of the shotgun where he has to come over and he doesn't get that straightforward momentum. <clears throat> How difficult is it to put a fullback in the freaking game? I'll tell you what, Tyler. Like, I've been going over the. So we're going to break it down a lot Thursday. I think the biggest thing that worries me for Michigan State is their offense, not their defense. Why? Because you got to score so many points to beat Ohio State. And and even when Ohio State struggles, if you look at some of their games, Nebraska really played them tough, right? They couldn't score enough, couldn't score the ball enough. I mean, Nebraska did everything in their power to have the upset of the century, right? I mean, it's 23-17, and, and they just can't get it in. They can't get a first down. There was a questionable PI call. They didn't call for them. And then they get a strip sack fumble, and then, you know, you lose 26-17. If, if 26 points, Ohio State scores 26 points, you've got to find a way to win. You have to. Like Penn State, same thing. Played them straight up. Their defense contained them. They got after the quarterback. All the things that Michigan State's going to have a good plan to do, right? Pressure Stroud. See what you can do. If Jay Johnson cannot figure out what to call and do certain things to get your best players the ball, you're going to get smoked by Ohio State because their defense, guess what, is really talented still. It's a really mm-hmm. talented defense. And if they key it's on It's not Walker, been good. They, they think, yeah, people on Ohio State side I've talked to, they thought, you know what they're most, like, disappointed about is it's actually their offense more times than not. I'm like, you guys are scoring so many points. They don't even think of their defense. Their defense is – of the year, they thought this defense would be better than last year, shockingly. I mean, you got guys like Seven Banks and, and Haskell Garrett, guys like that have been around forever. They're going to load up on Walker. They're going to have faith in their corners to stop your guys' passing game. you got to find some play calling, Jay Johnson, that's going to be creative 
and you got to score points. And Kenneth Walker is going to have to be a huge part of that, meaning, yeah, we might have to throw a fullback in there to help him. We might have to get some swing Put passes. Put Hayward at fullback. You right. can have Carr and Hunt at tight end, and you slot out Jaden Reed. There's your right. goal line. you got to do, do something to make his life easier. It's already hard enough because every week people are keying on him a little bit. And 30 carries is a lot of carries. Like, my worries for Hassan Haskins. Like, I know they're built for this stuff. These are great athletes. But I'll tell you what, man, when it's multiple weeks of running it to him, running it to him, that's hard. You got to make mm-hmm. things easier for him. And, and I worry that this Let's, weekend Walker is going to uh, – they're going to load up on the box for him. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, especially for a guy like Walker who he doesn't just make the cuts. He's He leads the nation in broken tackles, so he's getting hit a ton. And on top of that, he's misdirecting in everything. And by the way, the text that I got from uh, Will Whitaker was, ha, 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 are you serious? Um, <laughs> stretch plays, by the way, uh, Will Whitaker, Tyler Hayward, the uh, stretch plays for Michigan State this year have been absolutely fantastic. By the way, what running scheme did Oregon crush Ohio State on? Those outside stretch runs, getting their corners – and Michigan State, what have they been great at blocking? What area has blocked so well this year? You mentioned it before. The receivers. The receivers have really blocked well, you felt like. Here, here's the problem. A really good blocker. Here's the problem. Jarrett Horst is not with the team right now, to the best of my knowledge. Well, and, he's been out, and he's been out the last couple of weeks, missing your starting left tackle, uh, your most physical presence on the offensive line. That's going to be huge. And that's also stuff that we will break down later yep. this week. Um, yep. We do need to get going. Uh, yeah. I, you got anything you want to add? I Look, I think of all the talk and all the craziness, it's been a wild year. I've been on edge all year. Uh, the fans ticked me up more than anything else. I will say this. You know, through all the stuff that's being said, all the wild energy going on, both teams are nine and one and Michigan state gets to go into Columbus in control of their own destiny with two really good opponents. It's going to come down to what Tyler Hayward said in the Michigan game. Jay Johnson, who just is up for an award is going to have to earn it again because you cannot have an average game plan against Ohio state. He did not have an average game plan against Michigan at times. He had some really good calls. They did. They ran tempo. They did some good things. So Michigan State needs to do that this weekend. They got to have a great game plan, attack any weakness that Ohio State has had all year, which look has been they've gave up some runs. Here and there they've given up some runs. Oregon proved that they can punch him in the mouth. But like you said, you got an injured left tackle. That's not good. Just Jay Johnson and these coordinators and these coaches have to have a masterful game plan to give you guys a chance to win. Because you're not going to go out there and beat Ohio State just straight up. It's just not going to happen. So yeah. that'll be something interesting for me, Tyler, all week. What are they doing to prepare uh, to win a game that would just be – I mean, 18-point dogs, Tyler. Unbelievable. I mean, that's a huge underdog, you know, and this is where we're, this is why you play, right? I mean, you're 9-1, yep. and one, big game. Yep, and because our books are coming on Thursday. I may right. or may not have already put money down on this game. But that does it for us here on the Trouble with the Stamp Podcast. For Jeremy File, I'm Tyler Hayward.